Welcome to The Right Mind, a podcast for writers who want to up their game, build a brand, and empower themselves to not only become better writers, but better, happier human beings. I'm your host, Alicia Kirkhart, best-selling author and writing coach. I am driven to helping writers at every stage in their career, whether you're a New York Times bestseller, just starting out, or if, like me, you're a wife and a mommy who juggles a full-time job and your kid's soccer schedule, all while working to grow your author platform. I want to help you unleash the writer within and soar to your full potential. Let's begin. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the Right Mind Podcast. My name is Lizia Kirkhart. I have someone very special with us today, best-selling local author, Leela Robichaux. Leela has been a fan of writing and reading fantasy and science fiction since she was a teenager. She graduated in 2015 with her Bachelor of Arts in English, where she was a member of the English Honor Society, Sigma Tau Delta, and the History Honor Society, Phi Alpha Theta. She has served as a research assistant for one of her professors on the local history of prominent figures and has been a contributing writer for local publications in her North Louisiana hometown. Leela loves spending time with friends, reading, writing, and nerding out with her husband and son. Hey, Leela. Welcome to the Right Man Podcast. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here. Leela and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah. Gosh, it was, it's been years yeah, we ten, met about four, 10 years. Has it been more? a decade? Yeah. Wow, we're getting old, you guys. <laughs> You're getting old. Oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> Who's old? You're old. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, <laughs> we met at a writing class. It was a continuing education writing class yeah. at a local community college, uh, Bibsy Exposure Parish Community College. Um, we met a lot of writers at that time. Oh, and yeah. yeah, Leela sat right in front of me. And I remember, I remember you turning around and going, have you read this book? And it was a George R.R. R. Martin book. It was probably Game was of it? Thrones. Yeah, it was. And you were like, okay. have you read this book? You've got to read this book. And immediately, you know, I started looking at it and everything. And we connected because we both read um, R.A. Salvatore. Right. Salvatore. She says yeah. Salvatore. I say I Salvatore. Say Salvatore. I don't I'm know what sure. it is. We need to we'll call him. Call we'll call him up, up right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I wish. <laughs> we have had a connection ever since then. We've done several conventions together now and book yeah. signings. And yeah, we're just, we're kind of joined at the hip a little bit. So um, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today. I'm so, glad to be here. Well, I want to ask you a little bit about your book. Now, Reborn is your debut novel. Tell us, how did it feel when you published it? How did it feel to see it? I mean, that feeling is just surreal. When you, and I remember you telling me, because you had already published before. Yeah. I had. And I remember you telling me, Leela, there's not going to, there's just, you know, you can look at your book all you want on that screen. Yeah. It's just going to be different when you hold an actual book in your hands. Yeah, and there's so much fear. Don't you think, like, did you find that when, when that first book was coming out, and you knew, I'm going to do it. Oh, my gosh, I finished mm-hmm. it. Oh, my gosh, I've gotten through edits. Oh, my gosh, beta right. readers have read it, and they love it. But I've actually got to publish it. But that fear of, I'm about to go out in the world with this. I don't know if I can it's, do it. It's like you're, you know, the dream you have when you go to school naked. It's like, <laughs> no, I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're bearing yourself. You're bearing I mean, yourself. You're, you're yes. putting everything out there for every to for people to oogle and, yeah. and make comments about. Yeah. And you want them to make comments about it, you know, but... But it felt great. It does. It feels... It it does feel good. Awesome. Awesome. So have you always wanted to be a writer? I think... When did you know? I think that I have 
wanted to be a writer since I was in elementary school. I mean, it's for a long time. Um, we had a local publication, which I don't know if they even do anymore in mm-hmm. the elementary schools, called The Seedlings. I never, not, we didn't have I, that. Well, I, <laughs> and I don't know if they still do it here. Yeah. But, um, so, the, you know, the, whatever little stories and poems and things mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. the kids write uh, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. They, you know, submit to this uh, publication, mm-hmm. The Seedlings. Um, and not everybody got chosen back then. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, there weren't participation <laughs> prizes back then. So, I mean, you know, there were kids who didn't get chosen to be in the publication. Uh-huh. So, um, some, a lot of my work was chosen to be in, in that publication. That so and I amazing. think, you know, seeing that, and there was always a big ceremony where, you know, they would give out these books and, and stuff like that. And, um, so I think, um, at that point, something in me was like, you know, I mean, this is what I want to do. Yeah, and my next question was, was there a particular moment where you thought, I can do this, I can write? Yeah, I mean, I think that was always, of course, you know, through my teenage years, you know, a lot of kids go through that angsty, poetry, (laughs) angry, you know, everybody hates me, poetry phase, which I did, of course. Um, I have stacks and stacks of notebooks full of, all of this poetry that I, that wow. I wrote back then, um, which I, I, and, but the feeling of I'm going to do this and be successful at this and be an author, it, it actually didn't come until a bit later. I mean, yeah. I always wrote, it was always yeah. something I enjoyed doing. Um, and I would read books that would just make me feel like all the feels, you know, yeah. you read things that are wonderful and then you, th- and I, and I would always think, you know, one day I'm going to yeah. make people feel that. I want to write something to make people feel you that. You know, that's funny you should say that because recently, um, you know, someone asked, someone asked me recently, I, I can't remember who it was. It may have been a reader who said, um, why do you write? And, and immediately, I, I, it, of course, my mind comes up with all these reasons why, you know, well, right. I, write, I write for release and I write for right. all this. But then I actually came to the tail end of all these things I said and I paused and I thought, I write because I want to make people feel something. Right. Because when I am reading an author that I love mm-hmm. and they make me feel, whether it's, you know, the best is when they make you laugh and cry right, and then right. you're crying, you're actually laughing through your tears that an author can pull that kind of emotion from you through words and characters mm-hmm. is astounding to me. And i that's why I do it. I want to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's at the core yeah. of it. I want people to feel the way I have felt reading that good book. Yes. You know, that, yes, absolutely. The book that you couldn't put down. And, you know, that book that you're in the middle of the night, you're like, one more chapter, one, one more, more page, one more sentence, one more. <laughs> no, really, you know, I mean it this time. <laughs> yeah, and that you, can, and you can't put it down. Yeah. It's like, you know, I want to be the person who wrote that. It makes somebody else feel that. Well, when did you pick, start picking up fantasy? You know, I really didn't start picking up fantasy until around high school. Yeah. And I think it was more because my brothers had it around. Like, I read things like the Hardy Boys and stuff right, like that. Right, right. Not really fantasy, no, you know, but yeah. mystery kind yeah. of things. Um, I read stuff like that. Um, See, but, and I'm a Beverly. I was back then. I was Beverly Cleary, you know, mm-hmm. Ramona and Beezus and and um, you know, uh, I can't remember the dog's name now, Ribsy or whatever it was in the Babysitters well, Club and all that Drew kind of stuff. Nancy Drew was the Nancy Drew. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. I, you know, but so that's good. you know what we had and. 
I would read those things, but then my brother started bringing home, you know, books, um, Dungeons and Dragons, and you were like, "Ooh, you know, what's this?" Right, and yeah. and started reading that, and oh. I would read them, and I enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, but then a little bit later, um, when my husband and I actually met, um, and we met in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had a lot of this stuff, and I think it was, the, and he was like, "Yeah, you should read this. You should read this," and. You know, so I read it, and I mean, I was... You really connected with it. I did. From that point forward, I was... So I think I've said this in like a previous podcast. I think I have. I tell everybody this, because to me, I still look back on it as still a very tender moment. You talk about, you, you had always read, you'd always read, but what you write now, there was a moment where you picked up that book. It was because your brothers were reading it and your husband, well, then, you know, the guy, the boyfriend, the guy you were dating, you know, um, he was reading it too. But for me, um, I had never, I write primarily romance and I had never really read romance. Of course, I've read all the other things that teenagers read. And I was 14 years old and my grandmother she was garage sale shopping they had an antique shop they did out of their garage and so every weekend they were going to look at garage sales and estate sales and look at you know um, antiques and what they could add to the shop and I think I had maybe a couple of quarters in my pocket I was like I said I was 14 I was a freshman in high school my parents were freshly divorced I went with them I really didn't want to go but while they were like haggling over depression glass there was a whole table full of paperback books and I got to looking through these books and I picked one up and it had this girl, young girl on the front. She was in a pink dress and she was like on a a slab of rock with a waterfall in the background and her head was thrown back in ecstasy and it said Hawk's Pride by Nora, I mean, not Nora, yeah, Nora Hess, Nora Hess. And I was like, I just love the cover. Flipped it over and I read the, like the blurb that, you know, it was about a woman and a man. I was like, hmm, it was a quarter. I paid for it and I stuffed it under my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when my mom hears this story, she's like, you did that? And I said, yeah, mom, I did. Um, I got home it? and I read it and I was like, oh my God, they're having sex. <laughs> <laughs> right. But really, I read that and I think that that's when it kind of occurred to me that, not not just that, I think I always knew I was a writer, but then it occurred to me that I love the way you that book made romance. me feel. Yeah. You wanted to I write loved romance. the build of a relationship between two people who ended up falling in love, and I wanted to make people feel the way that made me feel. The 14-year-old girl whose parents were freshly divorced, who, you know, we were very poor. We lived in South Mississippi, and that book was a reprieve for me. And I knew then and there that if I could do that for somebody else through writing, how amazing would that be? Of course, I don't know if you were like me, but when I started writing in high school and writing my own stuff, I didn't share it with anybody. Oh, no. (laughs) It was mine. You know, I still have all that. um... A lot of the poetry, I yeah. think I shared here and there. Yeah. Um, of course, there was a lot of it I kept to myself. Yeah. But um, I, I did share some of the poetry. Um, but I think some of the things that I wrote um, story-wise, I don't think I really shared with anybody. Yeah. Um, but, I, and I do remember the book, <laughs> the book, that made me decide fantasy is what... I'm going to write fantasy. uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. I haven't read that. 
it I should start, read that. It will start an avalanche because there she are may pull so, me off romance. I don't there, know if I should. <laughs> there are so many. There's a little romance in these, um, but there are so many books in that series. Right. A lot of books in that series. Right. Right. And I can remember I read that book because my husband had it. Yeah. Then husband and and I looked around and I was like, um, okay, where's the next one? Like I can't. Yeah, right. I can't where's the next where one? And he didn't have it. And I was like, like are we're you getting kidding? divorced right now. I will draw the papers on Monday. And unless I you go get at, me this book. And I'm serious. At, I was at Barnes and Noble twenty minutes later yeah. looking for that next book. And that's about how I mean that was how every one of them was. I think me. the last of course I think several books have made me do that. But one the one that stands out in my memory is actually a series everybody had read before me. But was The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Right. And so I bought the, the first one, The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. I bought it on ebook and I mean, gobbled it up. And my kids at the time, they were all bowling. And so we would go to bowling league. And I don't, I really don't care about bowling, you guys. I'm sorry. If, if you care about bowling, I'm, you know, sorry. that's fantastic. That's, you know, yay for you. Alicia does not like bowling. But I went because, you know, I got to support my kids. But I took my Kindle with me. And so I remember reading that book. And I got to the end of the novel and, and literally gasped aloud. <gasps> what? <laughs> Where's the next I one? I know. And at the end, even my husband was like, what is wrong with you? And I said, oh, my gosh, this book just, I just, you know, I'm at the hands of, you know, I almost died at the hands of fiction right now. And right. where's the next book? And I immediately, I bought books two and three immediately so I could read them back to back. Yeah. But that's Well, I think I was out. lucky, too. At that point, all of those books had been written. Yeah. I mean, because there well, are me too, books. because I was like coming in the Hunger Games. <laughs> right. So, and so all there of them are have been books written, that right? I've read. There, it's like, <laughs> the, the next one's not even written yet. And it's, yeah. And you're just like, what? <laughs> no. And you wait years. George R.R. R. Martin, I'm looking at you. Oh, my gosh. For the next yeah. one. We won't even go there. We won't even go there. So how did you come up with the idea for Reborn? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to nerd out a little bit here. Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, the idea for Reborn actually came up at um, a D&D game, a role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. For people who don't know Leela, <laughs> please explain what is D&D. Okay. Dungeons & Dragons is a role-playing game. Um, role-playing entails, the role-playing games just entail, you know, a group of people sitting around a table who've made um, their own character and, you know, go, and usually it's a pre-written adventure, you know, that you can purchase, um, that, you know, you get led on this adventure by, you know, there's a dungeon master or game master, whatever they call them. (laughs) Yeah. I can kind of relate. My husband and I used to play EverQuest, which is an online game, kind of like most, most people play World World of Warcraft. I never got into World of Warcraft, but WoW is what they call it. But um, my husband and I played EQ. And, um, yeah, I used to be in that and thinking, like, we were, like, in a high-end guild. I'm talking, we get home from the day job. He already has me on. We're in the guild hall buffing and stuff. Yeah, now we're really, it's really getting nerdy right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We are dripping nerd. We would go kill dragons and stuff as a guild, and I would think, I'm going to, I need to write this book. I mean, and but then, I would have yeah. to put love stories in it, so I would think about things. who's going to hook up with yeah. who. But, I mean, but Leela was know, thinking about, who's and I remember, kill I just remember, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking around that table at those people that were there and just saying to them, you know, guys, I'm going to write this down. Uh, I'm going to make this a story. Yeah. Wow. Um, and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. 
I'm gonna, and here you are. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long would you say it took you to plan Reborn? Do you plot? Well, no, I really don't. Okay. I mean, I think I plot to an extent, and then at some point it just becomes. Um, right by the seat of your pants. Right by the seat of your pants. That would be a pants. Um, yeah. I have major ideas of things that I want to happen, and I usually know where I want the story to end, mm-hmm. um, and that's about as far as my plotting goes. Everything in between just kind of comes. You know, I would always say, and especially now, um, now that I'm, I'm I have, my sixth book is published and I have a seventh coming out, that what I've learned is that... You're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but most of us are actually plotsers. We, we, we plot... But we also like that right. thrill of riding by the seat of our pants. And I think if you're a writer out there, and hopefully you're writers who are listening, um, it is really helpful to know your beginning and right. how it's going to end. And everything else will sandwich in between. Right. I mean, I just think you know I what you're to, you got to let the story take you where it's going to go. Yeah. You know, the story unveils itself to you. I mean, that, that's kind of how I see it. I think the story unveils itself. It should surprise as you it goes. at some point. Yeah, it I does do. me too. I mean, there's yeah. been times where I just, I just literally stop and go, wait, did that just happen? Like your your fingers <laughs> lift from the keyboard yeah, and you go, okay. What did you just do? I don't want you to do that. <laughs> well, speaking of characters, so May Lauren, who is mm-hmm. the heroine in your novel, yeah. May, um, she is a very strong female lead. And you drip feed the reader her personality throughout the course of the novel, letting letting us in on her past, her reasons for reacting to tasks and obstacles a certain way. Was she difficult to get right? Yeah, I'm, yeah there were a lot of times where she was difficult to get right. Terrence, um, or her, I don't you know. know so I don't want. Times. I don't mean to be a traitor to my own sex, yeah, yeah. but females they just they want to grab the other end of the rope and struggle with you a little bit. She just. There were times where I just stopped and was like, gosh, she sounds like a whiny brat right now. <laughs> and that's hard to get away from. It's like, And all the male characters are looking at you nodding. Yeah, she yeah. is. Could please do yeah. something about her. <laughs> I mean, I found it way easier to write from the, the male point of view. Yeah. And in particular, the villain. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but... <laughs> Well, For know, me, yeah. it was very easy to get into the mind of that villain. And, I mean, I really enjoyed um, writing him, and I have found that as well in the current the current work that, that I'm on. That is fun being in his it point is. of view. Oh, she kind of let us in on something, too, mm. her current whip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you had to pick a favorite character from the whole cast... Reborn, not giving anything away what you're writing now. Oh my gosh. Who would it be and why? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> I'm um, gonna go ahead and say it. My favorite character. I know. She knows my favorite character is Ellerby. Yeah, and I yeah. think Ellerby, Ellerby is so much fun. Mm-hmm. He is so different from everyone else. And he kind of he reminds me of those secondary characters that they try to take over and you have to push them back and go, You'll get your turn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but who did you, who did you, I mean, you already said, so do you really enjoy the villain? You enjoy the villain? I did enjoy the villain. Is there someone who just, you, has um, your heart? Yeah, I mean, I think they each kind of do in their own way, though. Um, she loves her children equally. Kind of, uh, you know, this, podca- well, know this podcast is over now. <laughs> I don't know if it's equal, but. 
Um, you know, I did. Um, I liked Bob. Yes. Um, he was really. I, I really have a special place for him. He, yeah. He was. I, mean, I don't know because he was kind of like the father figure though, um, yeah. and I think that's what I liked about him. But um, yeah, I mean Ellerby, I think has been a character that's really. <laughs> He's my fave. Taking me. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. my fave. So talk- he should be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he should be. He should be. For reasons we can't tell you right now. Um, <laughs> Secrets. I know. Talk to us about your writing routine. What's a typical writing day for you? Well, tell us. Okay, first of all, do you work a nine to five? I do. You do. You have a day, I, well, you have the day job. And- I actually work a 730 to five. <laughs> ah. So writing is your side hustle. Yeah. Um. I actually just started the 7.30 to 5, which I'm, I, I did um, in a, a little bit uh, to make room for some writing time um, because that schedule is going to allow me to just work half cool. days on And Fridays. you're also a wife. Yeah, I am. And you're also a mother. I'm a mother. To a college student. Uh, yes, a college student um, with autism, as a matter of That's fact. That's right. So um, it's tough. I mean, yeah. it, it's hard to, to work all that in <laughs> yeah. around the things that have to happen. Um, I wish that I could say that I have a perfect um, daily routine. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't get to write every day. You write when you're inspired to, you have time, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Everybody get out of the way. It's happening. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. When it happens, it happens. And, and would you say it's really important? Because I think I've talked to a lot of writers who say that, well, everybody keeps bursting into the office, or everybody does this, and I keep telling them, I'm like, well, when you set your when you set a routine, or, or your family will fall into place. Right. They they will understand that you're serious about this. You are a writer. You write for publication, and it, they will not resent you for it. They they will know. Okay, mommy's writing or daddy's writing, and right. we need to leave her him alone and let her let them have yeah. that time. So sometimes it's harder for the your kids to understand. It is hard for the kids to understand. Um, I I mean my. <laughs> Mine's 19, but, and I still get a knock on the door. Mom. Hey, Mom. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he knows, and I'll just have, all I have to do but is. But your son has actually given you concept art. I've seen he some has. of it. He has, hasn't he? He has drawn characters for me. As a matter of fact, he drew a cover for my first book. He did, I remember. He did when he was it's younger. So impressive. He drew a cover. And uh, I still have it. I should frame that probably. So Leela's son will be for hire for any of you who need a cover <laughs> yes, for your fantasy well, novel. Well, I mean, his, um, <laughs> yeah, his uh, major in, in school is um, computer science with mm-hmm. a concentration with, um, like, interactive digital arts and, you know, so, yeah, he's... All of that sounded like womp womp, womp, I know. womp to me. Yeah, it's like when you start talking mathematics. I don't know I'm what like, it means. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means. Well, what inspires you to write? Gosh, so many things inspire me to write. This is always fun. You know, I have a concept for, you know, most everything that I've written so far is fantasy. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy science fiction. Mm-hmm. I like to read it. I've never written it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started a story, a science fiction story, mm-hmm. which I'm, you know, I am going to finish one of these days. <laughs> but um, that story was actually inspired by street signs. Believe it or not. Really? I that passed, is new for me. I've never heard. I passed three street, consecutive street signs and went, and, and those are the, it's the names of the, the main three characters. <gasps> wow. So I went, wow. hmm, yeah. yeah, well, that's going to happen. <laughs> so, 
you know. But I know, and I know music is a big inspiration for you. Music is a big And I would always, I would always, and it is for me too. And I mean, I've gotten now to where it used, it used to be to where I could only write to instrumental. But now that I've had a child and I've had the child interruptions and everything, I'm I'm absolutely, I'm able to write to. Yeah. Anything, anywhere, but I would often ask Leela, Leela, what are you writing to? And she would say, 80s hairband music. <laughs> right. No, I did. For a while, did. I did. I sure did. And uh, Tom Petty. I did a Tom Petty kick yeah, where uh, all I listened to was fantastic. Tom Petty. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, it's, it's just such a mix. It. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can hear something on the radio. If, if, my, if I'm listening to something and my mind goes yeah. to my work, yeah. I'm going to pull that song and put it because that song is making me think of your book, my story. Yeah, your story. So, yeah. Whatever goes. Yeah. yeah. So you're self-published. I am. <laughs> what made you decide Yay. to publish Reborn Yourself? You know, I, I wanted to have some philosophical deep answer here. Yeah. But I think Shoot us straight. N- the, the straight answer is impatience. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I wanted that book out there, and I wanted it published, and I wanted people to read it. Um, and if I had gone the traditional route of querying editors and agents, an and agent, I mean, it, stuff, yeah. it could have taken years. Yeah. And I didn't want to wait. Well, and the indie market is so different now. It's not yeah. like it used to be. Yeah. It is, um, and, and as an indie author, you have so much more control, not only over your royalties, but what you choose to do with your books when you try decide to put them out, mm-hmm. what you want to write. Um, one of my I'm favorite... pretty sure they would have renamed some of my characters. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they tell you what to write. Yeah. Not all the time, but, you know, yeah, they kind of do. Um, were there any particularly frustrating moments that came along and as a part of that process and because you know and I've said this before you guys but when you're an indie author you're responsible from everything I, I have a workshop coming up for our local RWA chapter in August we'll talk about that later but um, it's from pen to promo but literally you it's everything from writing your book to getting your book edited to going through beta readers to doing you know and finally getting it um, formatted put into paperback, picking cover art, hiring people to do whatever you need them to do, you know, go uploading it, getting it, picking a publication date, and then after that, it doesn't stop. You have to go to marketing, Mm -hmm. and you have to go to book signings and conventions, and, you know, promote yourself, which is already hard for um, an author because we're introverts by nature. Yeah. We wore our feelings on our sleeves. Please don't reject me. Um, I'm, I'm like scratching my shoulder as <laughs> right. I'm saying this to please. Oh my gosh, please don't reject me. Um, but we're literally one, we're a one woman show yeah. normally. And we're I not, don't know how many times a day I think, why? I just need to hire somebody to do that for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think of all the things that I need to do. Yeah. And sometimes I can, it's like, you know, I know I'm not going to get to do any of it today. Yeah. And, you know. I really, you know, I want to hire somebody to do that. Was there anything in particular that stands out that you're like, you almost want to warn indie authors, this part is going to be hard. For me, it's marketing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing. For me, it's it's totally marketing. Yeah. Now, getting out there and going to those shows and, you know, doing that and meeting the author, that's easy to me. It's fun, too. It's fun. That's what makes it easy. Yeah. It's because it's so much fun. Yeah, it doesn't And you see the people, right? Um, and when people come up to you uh, and they're like, oh the, my gosh, I read your book and I loved yeah. it. When is the next one coming yeah. out? And you're like, I'm working on it right now. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm totally lying to you that I'm writing and writing and writing. No, okay. <laughs> Here's my notebook. 
Um, yeah, the marketing is hard when you have to sit there and put together, you know, posters and things that look catchy. You know, yeah. little yeah, that's hard. And selling yourself. And and the, the thing about it is too though is like what I have what I have to do is I constantly have to remind myself sometimes out loud, I believe in you. Right. I'm talking to myself, by the way, Nikki. You know, Alicia, I believe in you, Leela, I believe right. in you. Because I yes, yeah, I sit there and I go. Why would anybody, I mean, gosh, what makes me so special that right, I, you know, I can you tout myself like this? And then sometimes I have to turn around and look in the mirror and go, girl, yeah, you are all that. Yeah. You know? You, you are a writer and you have this gift and everybody is unique. That's what's yeah. really fascinating to me is that no two people are alike. And just when you think, well, this story's already been told, or books like this are already out there, what makes mine special? What would make anybody want to read mine? Even if that type of story is out there, nobody can tell it like you. Right. Oh, yeah. And you are going to connect with some Because there's a ton of fantasy stories out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Well, and you um, guys, I mean, and she mentioned it earlier. If you haven't, if even if you're not a fantasy reader, I would highly recommend you reading Salvatore. And, like, he's the fantasy. Yeah. He is the fantasy. I have not met, read as much fantasy as Leela has, admittedly. But I'm looking <laughs> right now on my desk at Child of a Mad God by oh, R.A. Yeah. Salvatore. Mm-hmm. I bought that in my hometown from an independent bookstore please support your independent bookstores um and i haven't gotten all the way through it yet um, because you know other things came up with my own edits and things of that nature but when you open one of his novels and you start reading it his prose is just you have to stop and go oh my gosh it's just so it is beautiful i I mean the man can pin uh, some pros. I think if I, I think <laughs> I, I won't say if I ever when I finally get to meet him, I, know. I will fangirl totally. He's I my mean, friend on Facebook, guys. Yeah, he's, he's jealous. He's, he's never jealous. talked. Lila is though. famous. She's too famous for all of us. Um, she is friends. <laughs> she is friends with him. I know. Um, but he's my BFF on Facebook. Fantasy? Would you say because I think Can we I? we talked about this before about fantasy that. It is a hard genre to break into. It's yeah. not like romance. Romance, um, I don't want to say is more welcoming. It's just, I think. Oh, ro- man, that fantasy crowd's hard on you. Yeah. I mean, they'll pick you apart. Well, that can't happen. And then, science fiction's even worse. Man, if you don't know what you're talking about and you're making something up by the seat of your pants, there's going to be somebody who tells you. But then you have to write your story, right? Yeah. And yeah. you have to know that there is somebody who's going to read it, who loves it. And the neg- when the negativity comes in, you read it and you just brush it aside. Yeah. And you keep going because you're doing you and you're moving on to the next right. thing. Right, Okay. Best book or series everybody should read. Oh, my gosh. I feel like this should be a speed round first. You know, but it's it. always different. Like, yeah. when, depending on but my this mood. this is coming from you. But so. depending on my mood. Okay. You know, sometimes I'm in a mood and... You know, of course, I would say, you know, Weiss and Hickman. Um, okay. You know, the series, The Dragons of Autumn Twilight, um, Dragons of Summer. What is it? I don't even remember the names of them. I'm such a horrible <laughs> person. But, you know, that whole thing. I mean, I would say because there's a place so if I, in if my I, heart for those books. So if there is a listener right now who's never picked up a fantasy book. and Weiss they, and Hickman. Oh, you see. need to read Weiss and Hickman. Um, I would say that they're an easy... Um, they're easy to read. They're easy to start with. It's not going to be this epic high fantasy, you know, which there's a lot of those out there that I would recommend yeah. as well, you know, yeah. but, um, Weiss and Hickman, not, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not, you know, 
good fantasy writers because, I mean, it's wonderful. Yeah. But the story is just so um, universal. The story they're, cool. that they're telling awesome. is just awesome. really universal. So, What are your daily non-negotiables? <laughs> <laughs> Coffee. I knew she was insane. <laughs> That's like, the first I almost, one. Like, I almost said it for her. Coffee. Yes. Coffee. Uh, nobody better bother me with my coffee. <laughs> there, um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a few. Um, I have a time in the morning to myself, you yeah. know, with that first cup of coffee where I think that's a non-negotiable for me. And whether I, it's not usually a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, we're talking 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Really, that, guys. That's all you need um, for your mind to get into a state right. of, I'm um, awake. And I'm whether or not, <laughs> right, but whether or not I actually write something down yeah. or just jot ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this morning it was me pitching this really weird, crazy idea to my husband, Yeah, you know, and saying, I don't know if this should be a movie or a TV series, but here Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what should happen. And, that's um, awesome. You know, I mean, that time is for me. You yeah. know, that, that's, that's a creative time. Cool. Um so that definitely, yeah. um, for sure, you know, for sure. What advice would you give yet-to-be-published writers listening to this podcast? Don't give up. Yeah. Um, and it might seem like, I, you know, and don't tell yourself you're not good enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, because that's a really easy thing to do. Well, I think what we do, too, is, I don't, I don't know about you, but even now... When I'm writing fight scenes in this new series, one of the things that I will do is go back and read a Salvatore book. I will oh, yeah. find, you know, can, yeah, yeah I will find a Dritz a Dritz mm-hmm. um, And if you don't know who Salvatore wrote a a whole dark elf series, and here we are nerding out again, but right. just just an amazing. They're going series. dark elves. What? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but just an amazing series. I really can't say enough about this this author. Everybody needs to read him. But um, his fight scenes are fantastic, but they're, and you have no problem experiencing that you're there. Right. But I think also in the genre that you write, and in any genre really, even in young adult, because there are some amazing young adult writers right. out oh, there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And they, they, it feels like, and it is, they have set the bar so high. You yeah. read them and you go, oh my gosh! I don't know. You know, I, I wish I could write like that. And all of a sudden you get down on yourself. I wish, I wish, I wish. Right. But the thing about it is, is that you have something very, very special. And you have to realize how yeah. unique you are. You're not like everybody else. And there are people out there waiting for you to put something yeah. out there. To no matter what you, you write, somebody's going to read it. Right. And somebody's going to like it. Yes. You know, I mean, plain and simple. So, I mean. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep doing it. If this is and, your calling, never tell it. yourself you're not good enough because you are. You are definitely good enough. Awesome. So where can listeners go to find out more about you? Uh, um, well, I, I've i got a website, uh, yeah. com, and, and I'll put that in the show yeah. notes just so you guys can see it. <laughs> so we can also, spell Robichaux. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have a website. I have a Facebook page. Um, Instagram and Twitter. I have Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's all out there. And all of that can be found on my website. Cool. You can link to all those things there. And when's the next time, if they're here locally, that they can meet you? Um, if they're here locally, the next time they can see me is going to be at 
GeeksCon. Yes, we'll be there together. Ooh, 17th, August. 18th, 19th yeah. of August. Mm-hmm. Um, that is at the Shreveport Convention Center in beautiful downtown Shreveport. It is a gorgeous facility. Oh, it's um, huge, too. Yeah. yeah, just amazing. GeekCon has a page. So I think it's... Oh, and I think they're having a Friday the 13th sale right now. Oh, gosh, yeah. So get your so. tickets because they will be more expensive at the door. Just everything you could want. Um, meeting, meeting. I think um, Eric Estrada from Chips yeah. is going to be there. And the whole like, jackass <gasps> crew. <laughs> oh, gosh, the whole jackass crew. <laughs> and the guy who does the voice for Jack Skellington. I am really, yeah. really excited about that because I'm a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Um, completely. Yeah complete nerd out and yeah I want to like grab all my nightmare yeah. stuff they're going to have some fun. really cool people there yeah so come out and see us and you can and a lot of local artists I mean not yeah. only authors but artists right. and you know but you can crafters. meet you can meet so. Leela and yeah. if you don't have her book pick up a copy of her book and get it autographed so. absolutely awesome yeah. Leela thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to yes, be here thank you. awesome thank you, thank you so <laughs> thank much you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to wish you a wonderful week in writing and in life. Remember, I have freebies available for you to download on my website, www.aliciakirkhart.com, a character worksheet, as well as a working outline targeted toward the writer who writes by the seat of her pants. I also have writer services available for the writer who needs a little extra something-something special, synopsis critiques, an in-depth review and edit of your first 100 pages, and also a call session where we can talk about your work in progress, plot points, characters, conflict, you name it, I'll help you work through it. All of this information is available on my website. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and for daily inspiration and uplifting messages about writing, life, and entrepreneurship, follow me on Instagram, at Alicia Kirkhart. If you liked today's episode, I'd love it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes. Remember to stay focused, stay awesome, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!